In a rapidly changing world, people wonder more and more about where their food comes from and how it was grown. The farmers who grow America's corn understand how important this is and want to share the stories from our farms of how we are working to grow an incredible crop that can be an answer to sustainability questions and is grown by men and women who value the air, water, soil, and our natural resources just like you. To find out more about how corn farmers are working to feed and fuel a vibrant economy and healthy planet, visit ncga.com. NCGA, a commitment to the future. Oh, now they need to see my birth certificate. Hmm. Honey, where do we keep the birth certificates? Why? Buying socks. Socks. I'll check upstairs. It's easy to be unsafe online. You're the best. Now it's easy to help protect yourself. Norton 360 with LifeLock gives you device security, a VPN for online privacy, and identity theft protection. All in one. Opt in to cyber safety. Save 25% or more off your first year at norton.com slash news. On this episode, Anna Paulina joins us to talk about the caravan chaos down at the border. All that and more on this episode of Trench Chat. Highways of America. Here's the podcast where we talk politics, a little entertainment, some culture, and this and that from the road to your ears. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. And welcome to another episode of Trend Chat. I'm your host, Brian Bledsoe. And if you want to connect with us, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Snapchat. It's all the same name, Trend Chat 24-7. And by mentioning Facebook, I want to want to say, hey, we have reached 500 likes on our Facebook page. And so, I mean, that's cause for celebration, right? Yeah. Yeah, so uh yeah, I you know appreciate that. That that is that's that's something else. Um, to have 500 likes i mean i mean i know that's you know pretty small in comparison to a lot of other other podcasts but i mean i said i said this before i'll say it again i'll probably always say say it when something like this happened is that the fact that i had more than one like (laughs) or more than one one play one listen each episode which you know, which will be my family, which would like be my mom and maybe some other, other family members. Other than that, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm grateful. <laughs> Outside of that, really, because you know, I, 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 you know, I'm still just surprised and and grateful and and humbled, I guess, in in a way to, that um, you're listening right now. So I appreciate it, and I, you know. If um, like I mentioned, you know, some, every every now and then I'll mention. If you like it, you know, share it, let other people know, and then I guess let's grow the podcast and let's grow to new heights, whatever they, they are. I have no clue. I mean, I'm not gonna get into the whole, I guess, the background of it, but you know, I guess in brief, I 
didn't even think I would be doing a podcast, let alone here we are. This is episode 120. And so every every episode is just like, well, we're just we're still moving forward. And I know next year, I mean, there are going to be <clears throat> some differences. Um, maybe. I don't know. Because there's. I think I mentioned before about our uh, our time as far as being on the podcast is coming to to an end. Actually, um, whether we are going to extend it or not, I don't know. I'm guessing so, but I don't know. I know one thing: we will still be on at least until CPAC because we have um, decided that we're actually going to go to CPAC because. After last year, we didn't know if we were going to go or not um, in 2019. But, yeah, we're going to go now. So, so we know we're going to do that. And and uh, NRA annual meetings, I'm pretty sure we'll go to that. And then after that, then really it would be kind of a question mark. So, so that's, you know, that's in May. So that's a while from now. But, again, like the 500 likes on Facebook. I appreciate everyone that is on there. Um, if you're one of the people who like, like us on Facebook and listening now, thank you. And, um, so yeah, but we also have Instagram, Twitter and Snapchat. So, and all of those, as I said, every time that it's all the same name. So it's at trend chat 24 seven, whether it's Instagram, Twitter or Snapchat. It's funny if you if you go to Snapchat, it will be um, you'll see basically where I'm driving, <laughs> uh, wherever I'm when I'm in a city or something. You'll see a lot of times I would um, I guess send the send the snap of where I'm at. I only do that on Snapchat, so that's exclusive. <laughs> so if you want to see where I'm at, a lot of times you can go to snap uh, go to Snapchat, and most of the time I will update where. Uh, where I'm driving. So today we're broadcasting out of Meridian, Mississippi. That's where we are th- tonight. So, and like I mentioned, we're going to have Anna Paulina on to uh, talk about what's going on with the caravan. And on Tuesday, the caravan held a press conference. So, um, I'll talk about that. Um, in a second but before we get to that let's hear a word from our friends with the founder project hello trend chat fans the founding project invites you to experience our latest resource to take civics to citizens tfp's new website visit us at www.thefoundingproject.com be a part of the civics movement with the founding project the Founding Project is a 501c3 education nonprofit. Join us today. Hey, what's up? This is Kaya Jones, and you're listening to me here at Trend Chat. So, yeah, like I mentioned, the the caravan, I guess you could say like a, 
I guess select members of the caravan had a press conference on Tuesday after, you know, I, I guess you would say unsuccessfully getting in, into the United States and basically finding out what they what they were already told as they were making their way up here. They were told to not not come to the border because you're not getting in and and, you, you know, you need to do it the right way and legally and all that and so but they totally disregarded and ignored it and get here and surprise you didn't get in at least i'm pretty sure probably some got in somewhere so but for the majority of them didn't and so anyway they had a press conference and and in this press conference i I mean i don't obviously i don't have a clip of it to play for you but one part of it that i do remember that they um they demanded that the process for asylum be sped up. Like they want, to, like they need to speed up the process. And yeah, like get well. I guess you will say get in line with that. With you know, with saying that because um, you're not the first and not going to be the last that going to say how slow this process is. No, this process, I feel like it should be, um, you know, expedited and should be, you know, a lot, a lot quicker than it's um, than it is. And not just the asylum process, but just the whole just immigration process itself. But that's not the case. And uh, the fact that they want to bring this up like, yeah, OK, yeah, yeah. we like we haven't thought about that. Like we haven't. Um, made that case before that this whole process is um, way too slow. <laughs> it's almost like they just came, <laughs> they came across um, and saw that they didn't get in and like, wow, this, this asylum process is really, uh, <laughs> really takes a long time. Yeah. No, duh. Could have told you that before you, you know, dragged your kids thousands of miles up here. Could have told you that you wouldn't have, <laughs> you wouldn't, um, uh, wouldn't have been surprised by that, but, <laughs> but yeah, so again, Anna Paulina is gonna, you know, shed some more light on other things and other issues that are surrounding this whole caravan. And it's not just with this particular caravan; just as far as when it comes to illegal immigration. But um, I did want to get to one other thing before we get there. And you know, I, I went to the movies. Last week I saw Creed too. I thought it was pretty good. Um, like I feel like there was some things though, um, some parts of the movie that was rushed, but overall I thought it was a really good movie. If uh, you like the Rocky movies and if you like Creed one, um, you would, I'm pretty sure will like um, like the Creed two. And um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And one thing I noticed, and this is not a new trend. It's been going on for a while that especially when it comes to like December around, you know, Christmas time, there are a, a a lack of actual Christmas movies that are released at least in December. I I guess you can say maybe the Grinch and the Nutcracker that came out, but you know, this month are considered Christmas movies or whatnot, but that's it. And like I said, those was uh, were released this month. So 
when it comes down to next, you know, next month, uh, <laughs> all you have is, let me see. Trying to, so you have, like, well, this this month you got like the possession of Hannah Grace, which is this Friday, and I'm just looking at some others and um, Mortal Engines, which is, I think it it looks to be a good movie, but I mean I, I wouldn't call it a Christmas movie. Um, it's uh, from the same people who made Lord of the Rings, and I saw a couple of trailers of it. I, I, I'm, I'll look forward to see that. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. I mean, you got the animated uh, Spider-Man movie that comes out December 14th, and then you got this movie by Clint Eastwood called The Mule. Like, but all these movies are not like Christmas related. I mean, Aquaman, um, Bumblebee, um, <laughs> Holmes and Watson, which is basically you know Sherlock Holmes and what. But yeah, so um, this movie. Second Act by Jennifer Lopez and uh, Vice, the movie I've mentioned before. That's basically talking about um, it's a, a movie about Dick Cheney and directed by Adam McKay. So I'm pretty sure uh, Adam McKay is going <laughs> to portray Dick Cheney as basically you know, uh, the most evil man in history. <laughs> in this in this movie, I would not be surprised. And because of that, I wouldn't be surprised to get nominated for an Oscar. Christian Bell plays Dick Cheney, which is, I did not, I, I could not see Christian Bell when I saw that first trailer. Even though I knew he played, that he was going to play Dick Cheney, I'd forgotten about that. And then I see the trailer, and I'm like, wow, he looks just like Dick Cheney. And then it got to the end saying, Christian Bell, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, wow, he, Christian Bell really, really, you know, is, um, a actor's actor, I guess, in a way. And I wouldn't be surprised he get nominated for an, for an Oscar for this. And like I said, especially if they make Dick Cheney look <laughs> look like the epitome of evil, as um, Hollywood definitely probably sees him <laughs> sees him in that light. So I'm pretty sure Adam McKay is not going to disappoint Hollywood in <laughs> in making Dick Cheney look like the most evil uh, the most evil man of all time <laughs> but um but yeah like i said but of all these movies i just mentioned you know none of these are like christmas movies and and like i said this is not the first year but it's really disappointing to see it, it feels like they relegated the whole christmas movie to the hallmark channel <laughs> right so so you can watch it on cable but the actual make a big budget christmas movie or at least have a number of them. It seems like that just have really went out, of, you know, just faded away. And and I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna. We're gonna have any more. Uh, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's gonna be maybe one or two sometime. But as far as like like really focusing on having a Christmas theme movie around this time, I've, it seems like that's not. Not on um, the on Hollywood's you know radar, but eh, anyway, half of those movies I just mentioned, I'm probably gonna watch. I know I'm gonna watch Bumblebee. I mean, I you know anyone knows me, and if I think I probably mentioned on uh, mentioned on the podcast how much you know I love Transformers. I watched all those Transformers movies with you know the one with Michael Bay that made. Um, I know he tends to be maligned as 
um, people tend to not don't like Michael Bay and the Transformer movies, even though they made <laughs> a whole lot of money. And I was one of those people that gave him a lot of that money. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I, yeah, like I'm gonna watch Bumblebee. I'm gonna watch um, Aquaman, and and I'm probably watching a number of these. But yeah, but yeah, again, well maybe. And well, now I look at it. But I wouldn't even consider Mary Poppins a Christmas movie, even though it's coming out around Christmas. But if anything is even close to being a Christmas movie, it will be that around that time. It will be Mary Poppins. Now, I don't know if I'm going to watch that. Um, even though I do like Emily Blunt as an actress, she's like one of my favorite actresses, even though, you know, well, there's no point of mentioning that uh, her being uh, just, you know, a liberal and whatnot because that's that's all of them basically for the most part so but um but i do like her as an actress uh and uh sicario i liked her in that um edge was it um edge of tomorrow with tom cruise i really liked her in that but and i'm pretty sure i you know i haven't even watched the first mary poppins now I think about it so i don't know i might not even watch it but um but yeah i guess of anything that's going to be considered a christmas movie close to it would be that so anyway i know y'all don't want to hear any more about that <laughs> at least um y'all y'all ready to hear this interview with with anna so uh after a word from politics we'll go right into our interview with anna hello this is brian bluff host of trend chat also, contributor at politichicks.com. Here to tell you about the new book called Politichicks, A Clearing Call to Political Activism. With over 300 pages from contributors like myself, talking about topics such as education, social issues, healthcare, the Second Amendment, and of course, activism. I encourage you all to check it out at politichicks.com and is also available at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. This is Dana Lash and you're listening to Trend Chat. Hello, this is Trend Chat and we are very pleased to have Anna Paulina with us. She is a conservative activist, humanitarian, and also an Air Force vet. And we want to yes, <laughs> want to bring her on to talk about the caravan and some other issues. So, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. So, uh, first off, I guess just give us a brief description of your background and being in the Air Force. To also, I saw that you you know do some modeling as well, and all the way to now doing your work as oh, far uh- as this. Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually, I was in the Air Force. I was active duty for five years, and then I initially joined the Air Force to pay for schooling. Um, I kind of had a little bit of a rough upbringing, but the military was really a way that I could ensure that I could go to school and basically do it without accumulating any crazy financial aid debt. So I did that. Um, I was on a six-year contract, and my commander released me early so that I could finish out my degree, which I did. I'm a biology major. And um, in the meanwhile, it took me about a year and a half after I had separated from enlistment to finish up my schooling. So on the side, what I was doing is I was modeling, and that was basically to provide, you know, extra income as to, you know, my GI Bill, which covered the tuition, and it covered a book allowance of, I think, $1,000 every uh, two semesters, but it still wasn't enough for me, especially with biology books, which are pretty much $1,000 a book. So... I had modeled, I had done some stuff for Maxim, I was published in their magazine, um, I had internet features on Sports Illustrated, I worked for Rockstar, so I had basically done it um, as a way of providing extra income, 
But along with that, I developed this social media platform. So it was when Instagram first started, but I think um, around the time that I started really getting political with it, I had maybe about 40,000 on my Instagram as a following because of my modeling. Um, I had a break-in experience that occurred in Missouri, and because of that experience, I became very adamant about women owning firearms because at the time I was not really, even though I was an Air Force member, I wasn't um, even really into shooting. So what happened as a result of that is I went and got my concealed carry, and then I started talking about how my concealed carry basically restored my feelings of safety. And I became an advocate essentially on social media, on Instagram for women in shooting. Um, I realized at that point that because, I guess, guns were deemed as political, that there were organizations and companies that really didn't want to work with me because of it. And that's when I realized, okay, look, I can either just use my social media, not really be myself, and not put this information out there that could potentially save someone's life in the future, or I could, you know, just continue forward with this and really inspire other people and put information out there, whether it was on veterans' causes, PTSD, women using firearms, and, and really informing people and using my social media to do so. So I decided to do the second half, right? Because in my opinion, if you're going to go through life uh, pleasing other people, you're really not going to do much for anyone. And at the end of the day, you answer to God and God only. So... I really became, I guess, political and an activist in that sense on social media. Um, I'd say probably about two and a half years ago is when I started really posting for the Second Amendment. And then it kind of just evolved from there. You know, um, I'm Mexican-American. My grandparents on both sides, I have grandparents from Mexico. And uh, I realized that what was happening, especially in 2020, was a blatant exploitation of Hispanics for political reasons. And I didn't agree with that, so I started doing videos on it, and I, t- I took so much heat, whether it was on YouTube or Instagram or Facebook, and then I didn't care because I think it's the right thing to do. You know, you have a huge correlation of illegal immigration and human trafficking, and so that's what I'm speaking out, out, out about now, and that's what I'm pretty much attacking. And it's been neat to kind of see the evolution of this whole thing. Um, I have found that since I've been doing my videos, there have been other people, other young women and young men who are Hispanic that have actively developed their platforms and been like, hey, I want you to know I appreciate everything that you're doing. And had you not been doing this stuff right now, like I probably wouldn't have the voice that I have now. So it's definitely um, a big task at hand, but I've met some wonderful people and I'm, I'm going to help change that. So. Okay. So with the, I guess, with the activism with the Second Amendment and, or just Hispanic outreach in, in general, so what has been the reception so far since you started? Um, I have to say that for those that were thinking it, just too afraid to have said it, that they're 100% receptive. And that I'm finding that because I have essentially developed this platform, right? Like I had developed this and it's kind of just evolved on its own. Um, there are people that are perceptive to this message. And I think we're just too afraid to speak out. But it's been it's been, I'd say, probably about 90%. 80 to 90% um, good in regards to what I've seen, but you do find people that are just hateful. They genuinely think that, you know, this administration or that conservatives and Republicans hate immigrants or Mexicans and um, Hispanics, and it's simply not the case. And so it's it's informing them in a way that makes them receptive to the message, not just shut down, because I do think that many people, when they hear the, the word build the wall, they're trained, right? They've been programmed through media to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm not listening. So you really have to explain it in a way and show them the correlation and then let them draw their own conclusions, which I'd say that 90% of the time they're 
they're definitely inclined to hear the message. Yeah. So like right now we uh you know we have a problem currently with at the you know at the border with the caravan, and so Absolutely. with yeah so with the with the outreach and everything. Has that come up in your outreach, and has it helped or hurt as far as your message? So um, I found that I was actually covering the caravan right when it started, and I also found that in the beginning I said, mark my words, this is what's going to happen. They are going to literally have people down at the border, and they are going to be saying, hey, you know, Trump doesn't care about Hispanics. Um, I say that, though, because I've more or less been following this and, kind of been calling it almost literally exactly to how um, the media and the left was going to play this. Um, I'd, I'd say that it's been it's been pretty informative for a lot of people. And I actually uh, recently did a segment with Bill O'Reilly on it, and it was just good to hear that there are other respected news personalities and people that are of, I think, political influence that have been tracking the exact same thing I have. Because, you know, in this arena, in politics, you really find yourself, you have to do a gut check and be like, you know, why am I doing this? You know, because you, you take a lot of heat. But I think at the end of the day, you have a strong moral compass and you, you go with your gut and your gut will never steer, steer you in the wrong direction. Yeah, you know, you know, along with willingly disregarding our laws as far as the, the caravan goes, I mean, you also have other issues going on, kind of like what you mentioned earlier as far as child trafficking and and other crimes oh, yeah, as well. So can you tell us uh, some more on that? So what I found and the, how I more or less got involved with this whole thing um, in regards to even realizing that there was an issue with human trafficking and chi- yeah, child trafficking, absolutely, was I had um, become involved with an organization called Veterans for Child Rescue, and I was using my social media profile to shed light on the issue of child sex trafficking at the U.S.-Mexico border. So about a year and a half ago before CNN really started blowing up this whole caravan crisis, and uh, not caravan crisis, but the issue with illegals and President Trump and him hating, quote-unquote, Mexicans, because we all know that that's, and I'll tell you right now that that's a complete false narrative. Uh, what I found is that in my research, you have even organizations that are now openly attacking Trump on immigration, like the ACLU, who have come out in articles and said, hey, there is definitely a correlation with illegal immigration and human trafficking, and um, and it's something that we need to become aware of and to fix. And then it's very ironic finding these same organizations that in turn attack Trump. So you really ask yourself, you know, why are they doing this? What's really their agenda? So um, regarding some of the stuff that I found and the statistics on that, you have this State Department that has said 18,000 children or women annually are estimated to be victims of human trafficking coming into the United States from South America and from Mexico. And then on top of that, you have uh, with the with UNICEF organization saying that 16,000 children have been estimated to have been victims of human trafficking. I say those numbers, and it frustrates me to the ends of the earth to hear that people do not. That that might not even phase them. I mean, this is human life. This is the sanctity of human life. They will remind people every day that at some point, um, you know, we had slavery here in the United States, yet the, yet it's actively happening. It's correlated with illegal immigration. And they say instead of, hey, it's a problem, we need to fix it, let's work with this administration, they want to say Trump hates Mexicans, he hates Hispanics, he hates immigrants, and vote Democrat in 2020. They're not fixing the problem. They're making it worse. 
Yeah, you know, it's funny because like I bring up human trafficking and bring up all the issues that are go along with, you know, with, with this caravan and stuff. But whenever you bring this up to liberals or whatever, they'll be like, oh, you don't care about human trafficking. You just hate brown people or something like that. You know, I mean, and, and the funny thing is, is, is what's crazy about this whole thing is you had Mexicans that were from Mexico, right, uh, protesting the whole immigrant caravan. They're breaking the law. These people were offered the ability to seek asylum in Mexico, which Mexico didn't have to do, and they're offered uh, the ability to seek asylum in other countries affiliated with the UN, which they also turned down. They're essentially cutting the line because they don't want to wait in it. I have family members in Mexico that would love to come here, and they can't because there's a long wait. There's 4 million people currently waiting. Uh, to come here the legal way. And so, in my opinion, what, you put yourself in that position. There's this huge correlated issue. And people want to say it's the easy way out. Well, maybe if we just let them in, it's not going to fix the problem. If we let them in, it's only going to make it worse because more people will come. And, frankly, the sovereignty of a nation lies within its borders, and that's exactly what we need, we need to uphold. It's, we can't be – this life and, and the way that this world functions is if there was no such thing as evil, then there would be no need for government. There would be – or be no need for borders. But the fact of the matter is is that this world is evil and that we have to uphold these standards because it's bigger than just one person's selfish need to come here illegally. Yeah, and you know, I, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring this up. And I guess I asked what you think about this because personally, I, I say both sides have failed on this issue. And I, know, I say on the Republican side, I feel like a lot of them have, have failed because they short-sightedly look at the cheap labor and Democrats on the other, on the other hand are looking at it for the votes. Now that's just how, mm-hmm. how I bring it up. I mean, I don't know if you have more on that or disagree or what. Well, I don't, I don't know how, are you saying that like Democrats when they talk about it, they, they're talking on cheap labor. Cause I will say that if, if you read the oh. immigration reform that got voted down, um, what I, what I found is that that actually was a wonderful solution to what we're having right now with the immigration crisis. Mind you, mind you, I'll add that the United States immigration process is one of the best in the world. So, yes, it has a lot of flaws that we need to work out. However, it is still one of the best in the world. Um, I think that what's happening, though, and I can say as someone who was not always a Republican and who I'd essentially consider myself a conservative first and foremost, and then I would vote for whatever official, whether they were Democrat or Republican, that's upholding the constitutional laws. Right? But what we're finding now is it's not – the Democrat president that we saw in Kennedy X amount of years ago. If you're Democratic now, you're more like a far leftist, almost like weird fascist Marxist versus a Democrat even 40 years ago. And Mm -hmm. Republicans are now the ones that are for free speech and free markets. So um, I have to say that to answer that question, yes, there's been an issue with communication. I think it's, it's been largely part of the message. I think that if more political officials more informed on what was happening in regards to, hey, there's a correlated issue here. If you guys want to get that message out, then you need to change the message and, and really let people listen. But the problem is, is media doesn't want to report that. Um, there is an issue with people basically censoring that, right? Because if you have controlled opposition, if you have the media really not um, putting the message out there, then they can really control the votes of the people. So that's what it really comes down to. Yeah. I'm- well, I was just saying that you know that um, Republicans in in general have I feel like they're I guess are kind of not wanting to do anything on illegal immigration because they have this short sighted view of as far as want to take advantage of oh, the cheap I labor. Do. 
So yeah, I yeah. see what you're saying. Um, no, unfortunately, I don't think I'd agree with that, and mainly I wouldn't agree with that because long term, annually, illegal immigration costs around like 120 billion for the American taxpayer. Mm-hmm. So, and as we know, like Republicans are for support. <laughs> they're always talking about taxes. They're talking about tax breaks. Um, they, I think, do see that correlated issue, and that's why they're pushing for the wall funding. So I don't think I totally agree with that. Okay. Um, I'd say that the issue is more in part with how they're getting that message conveyed, and they're seeing it more as a, you know, this is they're just breaking the law, which they are, and I don't agree with, but I think if they want that message to be successfully heard, they need to change the approach. Okay. So, well, as of right now, I mean, we got this caravan going on now at the border, but what what can we do and what needs to be done, you know, as far as dealing with this issue? So I think right now, for one, we can't let them in. The reason we can't let them in is because there's thousands more projected to be coming to the border, and their plan is to rush the U.S.-Mexico border. Actually, uh, the Dredge Report just put something, or put something out on that. Two, the United States absolutely needs to probably shut down the U.S.-Mexico border until Congress is forced to vote on whether or not they're going to provide wall funding. Three, aside from that, there needs to be actively something to combat the issue of human trafficking. And I think we need to seriously sit down and have someone go in and explain to Congress, this is a correlated issue. You guys are not helping anyone. This is a nonpartisan issue. It definitely is affected by uh, illegal immigration, and you guys need to fix this problem because this is a humanitarian issue, not a political one. Vote on it. And I think that when we start as the American people to hold our elected officials accountable and tell them, hey, this is not a guaranteed position. If we don't like what you guys are doing, we're going to vote you out. I think only then does the power really fall back to the people and it forces them to do their job. All right. So how can people get in touch with you on social media and also um, I guess some of the some of the causes that you that you mentioned as well as far as helping out um, with the human trafficking and, you know, as far as fighting so, that. Um, Best for Child Rescue is one of the organizations. I've also heard of another one called Operation Underground, but you guys can find me on all social media platforms, whether it's YouTube, Twitter, or Instagram, at Real, R-E-A-L, Anna, A-N-N-A. And then my last name is, or Paulina, P-A-U-L-I-N-A. So, sorry, it's not my last name, but um, it's my handle. So if you guys can find me there, then you guys can totally you know, reach out. I have a lot of good content on human trafficking, on the whole political agenda here, and you guys are more than welcome to share that. So. All right, Anna, thanks so much for your time. Thank you. All right, bye-bye. Politics and other stuff, maybe. This is Trend Chat with your host, Brian Bledsoe. Okay. All right. Yep. Thanks to Anna for joining us. And um, yeah. So <laughs> hope to have her on on again. And this um this issue with the caravan. I mean, yeah. It, it's this is not going to be the last time. This is there going to be an, another caravan, and we're going to have this same problem again. Uh, unless Congress actually do something, which I highly doubt now, especially now uh, with the Democrats taking over the House. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure we'll probably have another one. Wouldn't be surprised to be right around 2020. <laughs> so, but uh, 
But anyway, again, thanks to Anna for joining us. And so we're going to, uh, I think we're going to end a little early this, this time. But before we go, I am definitely looking forward to Saturday because I'll be attending the Conservative Leaders Gala in um, Irving, Texas by Empower Texans. And it's an event that I've been wanting to go for. I've been wanting to, to go to this for the past couple of years. And either I, I wasn't in town because, you know, I'm on the road somewhere or I just uh, maybe I just just couldn't make it um, there. I think there was one time before where I actually was planning on going and I didn't get back in time. So but I'm going to make it this time. I'm almost there now. Like I said, we're in Meridian tonight and I'll be back, you know, back in town, back in Dallas tomorrow. So I'll be there. And like I said, I'm looking forward to it. Like I said, it's my first time going to it. And if if you don't know anything about this gala, so it's called the conservative leaders gala and gay. I don't know. It's gala gala. I don't know. I don't attend these type of deals anyway. <laughs> and, um, for one, if anyone that's listening to this podcast and like I'm mentioning about attending this, so it, you know, if you are listening, let me know that you're listening to the podcast that you heard this on here. Now, I not I'm not expecting anyone to come up to me to tell me that, but that would be kind of cool. But I'm just I'm just letting you know. And um, but at this gala, so they they award uh, conservative leaders um in you know in the community and and what they give them is a sword <laughs> which is really cool i mean wow you know, most people get like a trophy <laughs> or something or a plaque or something like that no you get a sword <laughs> pretty, pretty it's pretty sweet so but um uh, but yeah, so I'll be attending that. I'm looking forward to it. I really am. So that that being said, I appreciate everyone listening. Again, going back to the whole 500 likes on Facebook, I appreciate every single like. You know, it's funny. I looked at uh, the stats, and not every, uh, I guess, not every like, every person that liked the page is from the United States. Obviously, because I'm in Texas, the majority of them are in Texas. Um, but that's not definitely not you know of uh, uh, the overwhelming majority. But you got a good share in Texas and other, and then you know other across other states. But then I got some like in the UK. There's like two likes in the UK. There's another one. There was like um, one in I think it was India or something. Australia. I'm like who in the world? <laughs> I got. I got one person out there in Australia that is listening to the trend chat or at least liking the page. And I'm like, wow, that's, uh, that, that just kind of like blew my mind. I was just thinking it's going to be like, at least everybody's going to be in the United States, but it's not, it's not, it's like maybe 10 people outside the United States, but still 10 people. I like to meet those 10 people, whoever they are. <laughs> but, um, no, yeah, that, that, that's cool. And it's funny, <laughs> 
as much as I talk about this immigration and talk about this caravan, and this ain't the first time I talked about immigration either, but there's, there's a good number of them in Mexico. I think about what, maybe 30, 30 to 40 people that like, didn't like Trinchetta are in Mexico. So, hey, I can't speak Spanish. I don't, I wouldn't even know how to, to, gracias. There, there you go. Okay, I, thank, thank you. <laughs> that's, that's all the, all the Spanish I can get out unless I actually start taking lessons again. I say again because I, I tried to learn Spanish. I got, I, I learned how to speak a, a sentence and then I, I don't know, I just stopped. But, um, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, who knows? By next year, I might be doing a whole podcast in Spanish. <laughs> For my for my Spanish speaking listeners, so anyway, I appreciate everyone listening, and who knows? I have no idea about next next week. It'll it'll probably be Thursday, but who knows when? Who's gonna be on? What? So just stay tuned. That's the mystery of it all. You never know what's gonna happen on Trinchat. So so until next well next week sometime. We'll chat with you later. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens. But you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow. So it works long term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700. Six eight seven zero seven zero zero. Guys, as we get older, we all start to notice minor changes in sexual performance. It happens, but you can stop Mother Nature. Whether you're just starting to develop erectile dysfunction symptoms or are suffering from chronic ED, call Metro Men's Health. Skip the pills and injections. They're only temporary and lose effectiveness over time. Metro Men's Health treats the root cause of ED, lack of blood flow. So it works long-term. Metro Men's Health uses the most advanced and clinically proven wave therapy on the market to actually repair aging blood vessels and restore them to a younger you. Get your spontaneity and your confidence back with safe, effective treatment from Metro Men's Health. Visit MetroMensHealth.com or call 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.
Don't let ED get worse. Call Metro Men's Health today. 833-687-0700. 833-687-0700.